All right, now it's time to hear the word. Y'all ready? Thank you, Narissa, for that song. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning for your word. Uh, So we have sang, we have prayed, we have uh, been instructed in uh, participation. We've heard memory verses. We've heard things going on. We've heard uh, uh, a lot of different things. A lot of us have been through a, a challenging week. And uh, who knows what's in store for us this coming week, Lord, but we want to turn it all over to you. And we thank you, Lord, for everything that has taken place and the things that will take place. Be with us now during this time as we look at your word, as we go over some scriptures that are going to be penetrating to our ears. And I pray that they'll be penetrating to our hearts. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So uh, I've been listening to that song for about a month now. And it actually made me change what I was going to talk on today because it just, it just, if you listen to those lyrics, they really make a lot of good sense. Um, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago, I, I, I think I gave a sermon, and I, I talked about the definition of hell. Any of y'all remember? No? I'll refresh your memory. Um, it's the you that are someday meeting the person that you could have been. The definition of hell. The you that are someday meeting the person that you could have been. You know, there's two words that uh, keep us from God's blessings, and it's unbelief and disobedience. Unbelief and disobedience. Uh, We have unbelief because we have sin in our heart, and when we sin, we disobey. It's just that simple. Uh, Satan now, Satan, he's got a little thing to play in this as well. Satan has a thing where he throws up roadblocks. He throws up detour signs. Uh, he puts a stop sign up there. It says, stop, U-turn. You know, or he throws up something that says, uh, avoid the word. Continue to fear. Um, U-turn. Let others take responsibility. One of the things that I always, when I'm overcoming things, so we have a, sometimes we have an instinct inside of us that makes us react and respond to different things. And I thank God a lot of times for my parents. Uh, no, no parent is perfect, but there are things in our lives that we are thankful for our parents. So when we are getting ready to do something, instinctively we remember, hmm, like Pastor was talking about, the consequences. And one of the most challenging things it is to do when you're uh, a parent is to let your children know that you've been there. And you want them to understand so that they don't have to go through the same consequences that you went through. 
Um, that's, a, that's a big, uh, big struggle in life. And that's why I like that song so much, Dear Younger Me, where you hear, man, if I could go back and do it all over again. Have you ever heard the thoughts of someone saying, boy, if I could go back, I woulda, I coulda, I shoulda. But we are where we are right now. So we just have to say, you know what, I'm pressing on. Um, the saying now that's pretty popular, it is what it is. Um, but you got to remember, you can't have any regrets you just have to draw a line in the sand and keep moving, as Brandon would say. Right? Keep moving. Here's the premise of our discussion this morning. The Bible is what we need to know. All wisdom comes from God. The Bible is the key to knowledge and wisdom of growing into who God has called us to be. The Bible can help us avoid sins that so easily trap us. So I've got Pastor's clicker here, so I'm going to do my best imitation, Pastor. Galatians 6, 7. That's the verse. We're not going to stay there, but it, this is pretty cool. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed. Remember that. Nor treat it with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever a man sows, this and this only is what he will reap. That's a pretty cool version. It's NLT. That's the NLT version. I was, as I was studying for this message, I was going through a lot of different... Um, passages of scriptures, and I was different versions, and I think sometimes we can, we, we go through the King James, we go through New King James, we go through American Standard, and we go through English Standard trans, uh, version, and there's a lot, there's tons of versions out there, and I was thinking, well, maybe there's a, a version out there where people can actually even hear God's word a little different, mean the same, but hear God's word a little different, and they can actually take root because a lot of times I, you know, I, I'm like, man, how can you sit under, sit under teaching, hear God's word, and then not take root? How is that possible? But it says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. When things are going crazy and people are doing kind of weird things and they do the wrong thing, they're planting. And they're going to reap it. Us as parents, sometimes we go, man, well, I, wish, I wish my child or I wish I could have or whatever. But we got to remember, it's a lot of the things that we get in life is because sometimes we've sown those things. And one of the struggles in life is when we're parents and we won't, don't want our children to deal with the consequences that we've dealt with is because we know this. We know this. Don't do this because I know you're going to sow this. You're going to reap that. 
God is not, he's not one to be played with. And it's not a scary thing or I'm trying to put fear in you. This is truth. You do the wrong thing, you're going to reap the wrong thing. Simple as that. But what if we look at something now, we've looked at like the negative portion of it, but why don't we look at the positive part of it? What if I'm more of a blessing to others? What are we going to reap? What if I'm more of a blessing, right? What if I don't do more good? What, what if I'm more grateful for what I have? What if I'm more grateful for where I am? What if I, hmm, I'm more polite? What if I'm kind? What if I'm more thankful? What are you sowing then? I know. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I'm polite a lot of times, but I don't always get the response that I expect to get. Welcome to life. <laughs> that doesn't give you the right or the justification to be nasty, to be angry, to be scornful because other people are. Amen? Because if you sow that, God won't be mocked. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. So if you want that, just go ahead and do that, but don't expect thankfulness, gratefulness, and all the good stuff. Amen? Let's look at another slide. Luke 6, 38. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room, listen, for more. Running over and poured into your lap, other versions say bosom, the amount you give will be determined, will, will determine the amount you get back. So you want thankfulness? You want gratefulness, you want joy, you want happiness. Guess what you should sow? And it's going to be just like it's explained right here. Pressed down, shaken together. Y'all ever heard the parable, you know, the little story about the rocks and the sand and the dirt and the water and what do you put in first, the big rocks? Well, in this analogy, the big rock is the thankfulness. It's the gratefulness. It's the sowing of Man, how can I serve? How can I, be a, uh, how, can I, how can I be somewhere and be a presence of, you know, that people can be attracted to? How can I allow the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be recognized wherever I go? Even though we'll hear this, we'll read this, we'll sing this, we still tend to do the opposite because we don't feed our soul what it needs and the flesh and the body the old habits in our soul take over and we did the analogy months ago maybe a year ago we talked about the analogy of we're a triune just like God we have flesh we got a body we have a soul, and then we got a spirit. You can never get away from that. Let's read this real quick. So I am not the only one doing wrong. 
It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. We were born with it, right? I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Romans 7, 17 through 21. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. Battle is where? In your mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So, you see how it is? In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. A lot of times we go out, we're either at home or we go out into the marketplace or we're at work or whatever, and we want to do what's right, but we don't. We end up doing what's wrong a lot of times. Here's the reason why. Real simple. Sowing and reaping and all that, remember? We can only sow what we... No, we can only sow what we have. So if you haven't been planting good stuff in you, how are you going to give it out? How is it going to take, har- take harvest and root and you're able to give it out? A lot of times we're not able to do and respond properly because we're empty. We're running around out there. It's, now, how many of y'all drive? Right? When you start the car, it starts because it's got fuel in it. Right? Y'all ever tried to start a car that didn't have fuel in it? It's real simple. Oh, yeah, of course, it doesn't, doesn't start. Yeah. This, that's, yeah, that's simple, man. Yeah. It, this is simple, too. You can't give out what you don't have. If you're empty, if you haven't been feeding on God's word, how are you going to respond the proper way? Well, I went to church. That's great. That's a guideline to keep you in the lane. Throughout the week, you need to feed yourself. You need to continue putting the fuel in to your tank so that you can continue to move and get the mileage and keep on going down the road. Right? It's not complicated. If we focus on the simplicity of God's word, but we allow the satanic tra- uh, uh, traps to ensnare us, the, the, the little stop signs, the detours, the turn right here, you don't need to do that, and we're listening to the wrong spirit. We're listening to the wrong nature. 
old sin nature that stops us from allowing the Holy Spirit to do what it's supposed to do. We're empty. We're empty. You know, I wasn't even going to say this. Lord just said it to me, I guess, so I'm going to say it to you. We spend more time watching television, 1% of the time that we spend watching television, if we spend 1% of the time we watch television reading God's word, we would probably cut out television at 70%. I'd be willing to bet, bet money. I'd be willing to bet money. If, if, if the, the, the amount of time that's spent with the television, oh my goodness. One percent of it, you spent in God's word. Nowadays, we've been so uh, indoctrinated with seeing somebody's life transform within a half an hour. We had the expectation of things changing in our life overnight. It took us a whole lifetime to get to where we are, but we want to change in a twinkling of an eye. It doesn't happen. It's a process. Sowing and reaping. You sown all that bad stuff. Guess what? Now you have to sow good stuff. You have to continue feeding, feeding yourself on the good stuff. Not, not listen. Not on what somebody else is continuing to say to you. Not on, and, and I love this, um, bad company corrupts good morals. Well, I hang out with people and they go to church. Right. They got the guidelines. They're in the lanes. But what are they doing throughout the week? Yeah, they go to church. Oh, that's good. They go to church. They got a membership. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say it. It's just like somebody with a membership, you know, carrying a card, never goes, and they're out of shape. How you doing? How you, how you doing on your weight loss this year for your New Year's resolution? Oh, well, I got a membership. But it looked like you didn't put on about 20 pounds, bro. What you doing about that? We need God's word. We need God's word. Check, look at this version here. <coughs> the clicker's not working. Click through that. Oh, I think the battery went out. So let's look at this real quick. That's all right. Uh, we're in three, we're three persons, right? We got a body, we got a soul, and a spirit. This is a pretty cool analogy. On the outside, you see the body has nerves, brain, Organism cells, five senses. Real simple analogy. The soul is our forms with the personalities, the conscious mind, our wills and emotions. And then here, this is real key. Our beliefs, attitudes, feelings, emotions, and our memories. The subconscious. Why do we do some of the things that we do? Because we have not trained the soul to be where it should. The spirit, our purpose in life, meaning, and real key is love. You know what's so cool? 
ask yourself sometimes, if you can remember this, ask yourself sometimes, when I respond or when I'm getting ready to respond or if I'm thinking about responding away or if I'm thinking about saying something to somebody that did something to me that I got the right to give it to them and, ooh, boy, just, is that love? Is it, is it love? Yeah, but they, 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 is it love? Is it love? And that's, that's hard, folks. I'm not saying I do it. I'm working on it. Because I got to feed this just like anybody else. Is it love? God is love. So, okay, if we're saying that we have God in us, then we should be responding like God through love. So the meaning, the purpose of life, and love, that is so key. Hey, if, listen, the song, if I knew now what, oh, come on. Man, I wish I could go back. If Man, if I could take what I know now and go back, ah, forget about it. Sometimes the thing is, man, I wish I could help my children understand this. Been there, done that. You don't need to buy that T-shirt. Oh, my goodness. You could have such a blessed life if you just did what God said. If you sow what God recommends you to sow, love. But all my friends, they're not like that. Who's more important, God or your friends? I think that's the bottom line. Who's more important, God or your friends? I want to do this, I want to do that. Who more important, God or your friends? Who's got more power? Who's got control? Why Why is there even a question? Because we're feeding our souls the wrong thing. We continue to question things that should be simple to us because we're not feeding ourselves the right thing. Let's check this out. This is the same verse, but look at the version. This is the message version. I like this because it says, I can anticipate the response that is coming. I already know what I'm about to say because, man, I'm just ready to just give it to them. I know that all God's commands are spiritual, but I'm not. Isn't this also your experience? Yes. I'm full of myself, after all. I've spent a long time in sin's prison. What I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way, but then I act another way, doing things I absolutely despise. Things that I heard Pastor preach about last week, and I end up, man, Monday morning... I'm doing the opposite. So if I can't be trusted to figure out what is best for myself and then do it, it becomes obvious that God's commands is necessary. But I need something more. I I can't do it by myself. For I know the law, but still can't keep it. Pastor just talked about that. He's Man, he got revelation on how how to preach and teach that. 
And if the power of sin is within me, keep sabotaging, throwing up the roadblocks, my best intentions are obviously I need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I, <clears throat> I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide to do bad, but then I do it anyway. I decide, I decide not to do bad, but I do it anyway. Mom, Dad, I'm not going to do that. I, I swear, I'm not going to do Oh, what happened? Well, uh, see, what happened was my decision, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every single time. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to tri trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it is pretty obvious that not only a, all of me joins in that delight, parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything. And nothing helps. I'm on the end of my rope. Is, this, is there no one that can help me? Isn't that the real question sometimes? The answer, thank God, is Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life for contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. Doesn't that description of that passage just, man, that makes sense. That makes sense. So this is why we don't respond with the Spirit all the time. Because we're not feeding it the nutrients that God wants us to feed. I mean, think about this. When you guys go, I mean, you guys went to um, Moody for the, um, what was it called again? Legacy Conference. Jacked up. I'm fired up. God's word was preached. Man, those brothers, those sisters were awesome. Oh, my God. We were praising the Lord. Man, you're filled up. Those one or two or three days, what you been doing since? You could get that every day. You got to feed the Spirit every single day. You, yeah, you can't go to a concert every day, but God's Word is there because if they're doing what God wants them to do, all they're doing is taking God's Word and putting it to a done form for you can take root with it. So just feed yourself what they're using and eliminate the middleman and just do it. Well, you don't understand. I got to work. I got, I got this. I got, I got a little baby at home. I got to change diapers. I got to do this. Is any of that as hard as going on the cross? Is any of that harder than getting your back whipped and flesh torn off your back? Is any of that harder than people that you serve that said they love you that spit on you? I say no. How dare we question the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, and what he can do in our lives? How dare? 
Our body doesn't have any power. We not need to be looking at things that we shouldn't be looking at. We don't need to be saying the things that we say. Those old habits that we have can be overcome by immersing ourselves in the Word. We leave a big conference, we leave a men's conference, we leave a women's conference, we leave youth conference, whatever it is, we come out excited, fired up. Man, what I learned, and did you really learn it or did you just hear it? Because if you learned it, it would be applicable and you would be living it out. It'll start redirecting our soul. Our subconscious mind would instinctively make the right decisions instead of even questioning what we should do because of the spirit taking control. I'm telling you guys, this is key. This is key. If we don't understand this, we don't understand the power we have, we don't understand the authority we have, we don't understand who God is because God is in us. Amen? So as I wrap up, I want to leave you all with a, uh, what I call the incredible edibles. I'll let you all, re- I'm not going to read all these. I'll let you all snapshot, take a picture, write it down, whatever. But just a list of some proverbs and songs. Because one of the things I know is that Proverbs 18, 21. Okay, I will read that one. Okay, I'll read that one. I'll actually read 20 and 21. It says, a man's belly shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. With the increase of his, of his lips shall he be satisfied. Uh, okay, what does that mean? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love what the tongue is saying shall eat the fruit of it. What? Explain that. I love, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Walk down the street, wake up every morning saying, you love the Lord, I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, spirit. I love the Lord, I love the Lord, and try to sin. I, I, I dare you. I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. I dare you and try to sin. Because if you get around folks that are sinning, they'll get away from you. They're like, whoa, what's wrong with you? I love the Lord. Okay, that's good for you. I don't. Okay, get away from me. I love the Lord. Memorize scripture. One of the reasons you memorize scripture is so that you can repeat it and tell it to yourself. So that you can feed the soul. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what you say you're usually going to do So if you speak God's word, guess what you're going to do? You're going to act like God. If you say caring things, if you say loving things, well, the Bible doesn't say all, you know, it's not all fruity and lovey. Well, guess what? If you warn someone or if you tell someone or rebuke someone for their sins, guess what? That's what you're supposed to do. Well, you're not supposed to judge people. Well, I beg to differ. Uh, if someone's doing wrong, guess what? I'm going to let them know they're doing it wrong. 
that's not your, you, you, you shouldn't be doing that. You should not be telling people where they're wrong. Okay, what am I supposed to do? Just sit back and let them do it? Is the Holy Spirit just supposed to accept wrong things? I, I, was, I was talking with uh, Elizabeth earlier, and I said, the reason why sin and all this craziness has run rampant is because enough, we throw the term Christian out there. But what does that mean? Realistically, I like the word disciple. Because if you're a disciple of Christ, that means you're a student, you're a learner. And if you're a learner, if you're a disciple, that means you're in the process of learning and growing. You're not just sitting dormant. See, to me, di disciple is, is an action word. So if you're a disciple of Christ, you're doing what Christ is telling you to do. So a lot of things that are going crazy out in this world is because enough disciples aren't standing up for God's truth. Don't be ashamed. We sing that song, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Are we? Really? We have a... Uh, see... In, in saying things with your tongue, with your mouth, that means it's somewhere in your heart. You hear people say things and they say, well, I really didn't mean that. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, yes, you did. It came out of you. You probably just didn't catch it quick enough. <laughs> but if we're walking in love, in accordance with the Holy Spirit. We can accomplish great things. We can not be hindered from doing a lot of great things in this neighborhood. There's a tendency to look and say, well, where is everybody? Where? Don't focus on lack what's not focus on what you can do what others can do what love can accomplish because that's the detour sign that's the u-turn don't take responsibility that's the stop jesus had 12 or 11 guys look at what he did turn the world upside down We started off with Galatians 6, 7, right? Let's end with this. Let's end with Galatians 6, 9. Real simple verse. It says, And let us not be weary in doing well, for in due season we shall, we shall, we shall, if we faint, not in due time. A drop of water can cut a stone in half.
persistence and consistency of that drop. What can we do in this neighborhood? What can we do in the city of Chicago? We have to train the Holy Spirit. Give it what it needs so that it can flourish through us. So that it can move us out of the way and do what it needs to do. So as I close, I just thank you all for listening. And uh, God's word is truth. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, the simplicity of living our life according to your will. All we have to do is stay plugged in. And we can receive the fruits from the harvest that you've already mapped out for us. And it's not all about getting, getting, getting. The only reason we get is to give out. But we thank you, Lord, for how we can actually see a life transform. One that was going the wrong direction and then you become part of their life and they're transformed. Like Romans 12 says. Lord, allow us to leave up out of here today not just being entertained. Allow us to leave up out of here disciples, not just Christians. Allow us to leave up out of here wanting to make a difference in every life that we come in contact with. (coughs) Allow your Holy Spirit to take control. And even more important, Lord, let our Holy Spirit be filled up on a continual basis by us being disciplined and getting into your word, and listening to things according to your word that will fill us up so that we can give it out. Not be filled up to be stuffed, but to be filled up so we can give out. Allow us not to go empty, Lord. Thank you for leading and guiding the ability to come back, to ask for forgiveness, and continue to move forward that you don't hold the things that we do wrong over our heads to stop us. Nope, that's Satan telling us that. You're an all-loving God. You forgive us all the time. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. I pray for anyone under the sound of the voice from what they've been hearing all for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. If there's someone that doesn't know you, Lord, they're they're, they're probably wondering, okay, what is this? What did Jesus, what does this have to do with me? Man, that you would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, how do I come to know him? He's dead. Well, he sent the Holy Spirit that will come and live inside you. That will do the things that we talked about here today. That will protect you and lead you and guide you. But more importantly, give you everlasting life. Ask the Lord to come into your heart. Repent. Tell them that you're sorry. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that, Lord, if you can forgive me for the things that I've done, I've been carrying around this regret. I've had this load of baggage like Pilgrim's Progress talks about. I've had this load of baggage that I've been carrying around for years, years, years. If you could take this off my back, And I can live free. And you can order my steps. I'm willing to do it. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.